span of time. Now it's not so overwhelming. When you look at somebody and you think you have to be there on day one, you're freaked out. You have self-doubt. You question yourself and you quit. And everybody listening should be asking that. Where are you questioning yourself? Where are you doubting yourself? Where are you quitting? Why is that happening? And you know it's happening if you're not. Here's how you know it's happening. Please listen to this closely. Here is how you know it's happening that you are questioning yourself, doubting yourself, and holding yourself back. You're not finishing Fridays fulfilled and pumped and proud of what you did that week. In high performance teaching, uh, you know, that's my job, y'all. I'm I'm a high performance coach, so I spend most of my days actually coaching people for behavior change and been doing that, you know, my whole career. And what I've learned in that process and what we like to talk about is like Friday finishers. What are the things I'm going to do by the end of Friday? I'm going to feel fulfilled and joyous with and happy about that weekly goal as simple as personal development 101 as that is. I can't tell you, I'd say 90% of people I work with, if I parachute in their life and I look at their calendar, it's just not clear what they're working towards. You can see lots of meetings, but there's no specific set of goals and a recurring set of skill sets and goals that show me, oh, they, they knew on Monday that they were aiming to complete this stuff by Friday. They knew on the first of the month that by the 30th of the month, they were going to do these things. They knew at the beginning of the quarter that by the end of the quarter, they were going to do these. And lacking that, it's hard to organize yourself. And that's how you take your passion and idea into a business. You know what becomes a business and a real brand? You operationalize your ideas and you show up to work for them every week. Week over week over week over week. That's like Nick said. He wakes up and says, more people in the world need tapping. I'm going to show up for that mission today, every day, and work towards that. And so please, have the guts to check your performance today. Are you finishing Fridays and going, that was a week well lived. That was a week well served. That was a week well done. That was a week well experienced. Or are you keep bumbling along from one thing to another? I'm okay with people bumbling along in one way or another, innovating along their path, figuring new things out, but they got to have some direction of what they want to be about. And it doesn't have to be as specific as you think it is. Mine, listen how advanced this is. Mine was personal development. I'm going to bring personal development to the world. I'm going to share my voice, my lessons, my research what I'm learning in my own life, what I'm learning from other books, what I'm learning from my experiences being out there. And I'm just going to share personal development with the world. So you guys here might know me for marketing, but the rest of the world, uh, literally until this week, in in 10 years on Facebook, I've never posted anything about entrepreneurship or, or marketing. I mean, outside of our ads for those funnels, but all my content's been personal development. Same thing on Instagram. Go look back years. Just person, I was going to be the personal development guy. I didn't ever know I was going to teach marketing. That happened because you all were like, hey, I see you selling this stuff on personal development. How how do you write a book? And how do you do courses? And how are you doing all these things and this business around it? And then I started teaching it with Influencer Business Program, which you can still check out online today. It's influencerbusinessprogram.com. And that's where I teach my marketing stuff, right? And for me, I didn't plan to do that. I only had the plan of, I'm going to put personal development out in the world because that's what changed my life. 
And there was a lot of bobbing and weaving and, and figuring things out and, and new offers and new launches and new programs. I only had the thematic topics that I really wanted to cover. Personal development and all the things that go beneath it. You know, ambition and belief and confidence and discipline and physical energy, mental, spiritual energy. I wanted to talk about happiness and I wanted to talk about, you know, how to develop greater insight and wisdom in our life. I, I wanted to talk about how to deal with fear and how to be a good person. All these things, it was my direction. But then I got to choose within that direction. What am I passionate about? Uh, I, I'm passionate about learning to be a better communicator. So I'm going to try video. I'm going to try social media. I don't know how to do those things. I'm awfully embarrassed about many of them, especially at the beginning. Um, and there's still days I'm like, Brendan, <laughs> you dummy. And you know what? I keep going because it's my mission to bring personal development to people. No matter what way I'm going to figure that out. Sometimes it's a podcast and a journal I'm selling. Sometimes it's a planner. Sometimes it's a, a, a broadcast like this. You find your way. It's important to stay in the game. Okay. With that, I've got another awesome friend to bring to you today. Day two influencer. Summit. I'm super pumped about this. If you know my work or you've ever been a customer of my work or you entered your name and email to join us on Influencer Summit today or you saw the Influencer Summit webpage, all of that is built in my career on a platform called Kajabi. Kajabi has been the career definer for me because it was the system is a tool, it's software that you use for marketing. And it was something that I very early on used as they were building it out. And then I became friends with the founders and I would ask them to make it do this and make it do that for me. And then I, I hopefully helped in that process somewhere along the way and brought a lot of you guys onto the platform. And, and then one day, Kenny, who's the CEO said, you know, um, we, we should do something here. And I got to invest in the company. So full disclaimers, I invested in Kajabi uh, years ago because I loved it and it was helping me. And frankly, I thought if I invested in them a little bit, they would do what I asked them to do more often. <laughs> like, can you, can you like make this feature come faster? Uh, and so I have the blessing of having Kenny here today to join us to talk about what he's learned observing and supporting people in this space for, you know, the last decade, because you, it's very, there's only been a few platforms in which most influencers and thought leaders online marketers, experts, authors, speakers, coaches really built their platforms, right? And I think Kajabi was one of the originators of that. And now you've got others like a ClickFunnels or a Shopify, as an example, um, you should have like an Infusionsoft or something like that. But I think to me, what, what, what has kept me on Kajabi has been it's just serving. So we're not here to sell you Kajabi. We're here to talk, talk about after seeing tens of thousands of people on these things, what are they doing well in their business? What are they not doing well in their business? Because we have it from a data standpoint. We can see it and we can know where they get stuck and what tools they use and what tools they don't use enough of. So with that, we've got CEO, founder of Kajabi Online. Will you guys give Kenny Reader a round of applause? Let's go, Kenny! Hey, how's it going? Thanks for hey. having me. Hey! Everyone type in the chat down below. And on the comments of Facebook, founder of Kajabi is in here. This is amazing, dude. Dude. This is fun. 
This is great. I've been I've been watching uh, yesterday and today bits and pieces, and I feel like the sore thumb. You know, I'm I'm sticking out because I'm just a boring software guy. Everybody else is all motivational and 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 giving their their advice, and I'm just sitting here building a, a software company. But I'm I'm glad to be here. Dude, you're one of the most inspiring guys I know. What are you talking about? So, <laughs> and my my career is not possible without you and Kajabi. It just it would not be possible. So, um, and I honestly think, and this is what I want everyone to listen to as well. Like you heard Nick pivot into building an app and I'm building a software right now. So I'm learning a lot from Kenny about building a software company because that's new to me because I wanted my customers to be able to have something to interact with more and use as tool sets. And so Kenny's built that over the last decade plus. So um, maybe you could tell us a little bit about where Kajabi is right now and what it does for the people who don't know. Um, We're not selling it guys. We're here to, give you an idea of what software is is and how you could use it with your own message or mission but also we'll talk about what people don't use enough in marketing their own businesses so maybe you give it a highlight of where where it is now and then we'll work backwards a little bit too and talk about what people yeah. do and don't do yeah where it is now it's it's a platform that allows anybody and we like to call these people knowledge entrepreneurs anybody who has some kind of knowledge that they want to share with the world um, it has everything that those people need to conduct business um, selling that knowledge and so everything from marketing and building a prospect list and nurturing that audience all the way up to uh, you know have, having blog and a website around their brand their individual brand to selling courses or to selling digital subscriptions and membership sites digital products things like that and then everything you need in the back end to manage that business you know uh the the crm aspects of managing those customers and communicating with them to the analytics and who bought what and things like that so it's it's really the one-stop shop for knowledge entrepreneurs i love it buddy um and uh, what got you wanting to create the software for that and why why do you feel like why do you feel like knowledge entrepreneurs needed something very different than, uh, you know, just PayPal or just a Shopify? Or yeah. Well, it's really because I, I created the company. Um, I, I knew I wanted to do something, something entrepreneurial ten years ago, but I created it to solve a problem I had, and that's because I wanted to sell a little simple online course on how to build a kid's toy out of you know out of PVC pipe uh, that plugged into the sprinkler. That's what I wanted to do, and I realized there was no easy way to do that. And uh, you know, so quickly decided, wait a second, the world needs a simple solution to be able to monetize content and to to build a business around it. And so Kajabi really exists because I had a problem. And, uh, and so now I think that problem that I had has turned into an obsession with customers and an obsession with, with all of these tens of thousands of businesses that are using Kajabi um, because I just want to see them successful. I know the pitfalls that they're enduring. I see that the struggles they're having because I went through it. And so I wanted to build a company around that customer obsession. I love it. What, uh, two questions. One, what is the PVC pipe toy with the, backyard yeah because i gotta do that yeah oh it's amazing yeah it called crazy spray but uh yeah no it's i had three i have three boys sons and they were all really small at the time and i built this this toy and i would take it outside uh, the house out on the cul-de-sac we lived on and it would spray water down and they would ride their bikes through it and their scooters and things like that and uh you know it just it was a fun project to build with them, but also watching them play with it and neighbors would come over and want to play with it. And they'd ask where they could buy one. So entrepreneurial Kenny, you know, I had a day job as just a boring software developer. And I thought, Hey, maybe on the weekends I could build these things and sell them. And then realize, realize, you know, I don't want a physical product business. I don't want 
know, manufacture and cut these things down and ship them and all this stuff. So I just want to film some videos on how to build these things. And that's, that's really where the idea came out. And I, I sat down one day, I'm like, hey, cool, I'm going to sell some videos. And I realized there's no way to do that. I could, YouTube was getting popular. I could post some bit videos, but I wanted to make some money doing this. And, uh, and I wanted a curated experience as well. I wanted multiple videos that are strung together and watched in order. And I wanted some downloads that accompanied the videos and just realized that there wasn't anything that provided that good experience and uh, took technology out of the equation so I could focus on my message. I love it. I love it. Um, let me ask this question. Now you've seen tens of thousands of, of, of people come through Kajabi and you've seen people try to launch in the influencer, thought leader, expert author space. Yeah. You've seen a lot of people just like I have to make it and a lot of people struggle. What would you think of like, what are the, like, like the top three things that come to your mind that they don't do, right? That, that, yeah. that, that, that's problematic. They should do these things, but they don't. And also, well, I don't know if I'm bouncing my table or you're bouncing our table. It's going like this. So just might watch that. It's, um, it's so funny how precarious this is. It's, it's funny. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 have, I have this laptop balanced. Um, yeah, this is our new office, by the way, we just got a new headquarters and this darn COVID thing is making it so we can't bring all our employees back, but, uh, much to the chagrin of our, of our lawyer and our HR people, I'm kind of working out of here secretly. So don't tell anybody. You know how many people have told me, I just drove by Kajabi's new headquarters on the main highway outside of wherever. And they're like, it's a huge building. I'm like, it's a big company (laughs) now. (laughs) Yeah. So it's funny, I sat down at my desk and I think this is the first kind of live stream, you know, Zoom that I've had to do from this desk. And I realized that it's all backlit because I'm in this this building with all, all windows. And so it was horrible. So I kind of slid around and balanced the laptop precariously. So we're going to have to fix the lighting situation in my office. But uh, I want everybody to know my laptop is on a box right now. <laughs> my, okay. mine is too, my, After 11 years of going live, I'm still on a box today because my <laughs> stand-up desk froze for some reason. I couldn't get it up. So I was like, ah, so... We're, we're all figuring it out. Kenny runs a huge yeah. company worth hundreds of millions of dollars. I'm doing my stuff and I'm, we're both still. <laughs> well, it's poetic. Cause we, we started off together and, and, you know, I'm sure we'll get there and, and talking about the early days, but, uh, but yeah, I've got my laptop on a box. So I, I, I so, want to come so back, back to the days, but I want to just hit people with, with, with some yeah. touch points of like, beware of these things y'all yeah. because most people screw these up or don't do these things and it would have helped them if they did it. So I just thought I'd throw like three of those your way. Cause you sure more than anybody, you've seen so many people come through and you got yeah. to look at it from a data point of like, Oh, they use this. They don't do this and that. So maybe we'll share that and then we'll work backwards a little bit. Definitely. I, from my vantage point over the years, watching customers and, and where they find success and where they don't, it really comes back to just a single word. Uh, and it's, I'm a broken record with this word around the office and that's grit. Uh, you know, I, I see the people that are failing that, that, that just lack that grit or they, they uh, get, get in their own way. Right. And they just don't move forward for whatever reason. Then they like to follow uh, shiny objects and excuses rather than just posting, you know, videos from their heart on, on their subject matter. Uh, they, they get caught up in, in what tools should I use or piece together? Um, or is there a new, is there a new solution that's going to make me instantly successful? And so they start going down these rabbit holes rather than just focusing on their content and their message. So that, that would be one. Um, and then I would say uh, also just kind of the quality piece. I, I see a lot of people saying, okay, I know I want to build uh, a course on X, Y, or Z, but now I need to go shop for a new camera and I need new lighting and I need this and that, and I need to hire a video person. And, and 
I'm not a personal development guy. I'm not a psychologist, but I got to believe that they're just creating excuses because they're scared, right? They're, they're scared of, of putting themselves out there. And so they would love to blame failure on something else uh, other than they're not providing value to the world. And so I see that time and time again. Yeah, that's so scary, you know, and everyone watching this, I, I know how scary that feeling is. You're like, is what I'm doing worthwhile and helpful to people? And should I keep going? Because sometimes you're starting and, and, and less than, you know, 10 people watch it and, and half of those were you refreshing the browser <laughs> and you're like, is, is this helpful? And the question is, I tell people all the time, it's like, you don't know that until you're in the mix for like, you keep doing it and doing it and doing it and talking with people and getting feedback. And also if it was helpful to you on your journey, it's helpful to somebody on their journey. And your job is to find that person on that similar journey and intersect with them, do marketing to them, reach out to them, partner with them, sell to them, run ads with them to, to, to be able to identify those people and get that feedback because that fear you have of am I good enough or is, is my stuff adding value enough can only become overcome. You can only overcome that with being out there more consistently. So don't let it stop you. It means yeah. you've got to do it more to get the feedback. Yeah. And you're, and you're not going to be perfect on day one. I mean, nobody is, nobody's perfect on day 500. Right. And it's just, it's just iterating. And that, that's the other word we say here all the time, even in the software business is just put something out there, uh, you know, think big, but start small and then just work from there and make it better. And so every video you shoot doesn't need to be your final masterpiece. You know, uh, you know, I put out a lot of videos over the years that I look back and I cringe, right. And I'll probably look back on today and cringe, but it's just, you just got to do it. And, and I see that being the stumbling block for so many people is they think that it has to just be perfection. And the number one reason why I see people trial Kajabi and then quit or, you know, pay for Kajabi for a couple months and then quit. The number one reason is, is love Kajabi. I'll be back. I just need to work on, you know, my content and get it together and then I'll be back. And, uh, you know, a lot of those people do come back and a lot of those people I don't think do because they just get stuck and, oh, shoot, now it's the hard part. Now I need to really put myself out there. Yeah, I love that. Um, what have you seen, like, uh, on the, the flip side of that, is there some extra things you've seen that really work for people? You know, the people, when you're seeing them, they're still there. You, you call them Kajabi heroes, right? It's like they're yeah. there one, two, three, four, five years later, and now they're crushing it. You know, they're, they're, they're six-figure, seven-figure earners, eight-figure earners, and it's like, what was the difference with them outside of the grit, adding the value and going? Yeah. Like, is there some special thing that you think made the difference? I think it's it's all of that combined. They they overcame that and and then were able to to carry on. So so we've got this magic threshold of a thousand dollars on on the platform. If somebody earns a thousand dollars on the platform, we can see analytically, and we've got a team of data scientists and stuff. We can we can see that they don't cancel, right? Like like in in, in software as a service term, you know, the, the churn rate just just goes way way down because you know I think it's a psychological effect. It's like why would they ever leave Kajabi if they're having success and they're and they're making money and and they've seen it work on a small scale and then it's just you know putting one foot in front of the other and just just okay wow i'm providing value and i'm you know uh, i i've got that affirmation that there, there's people out there that want what i'm selling and so i'm just going to keep going and and like you said you know they just start climbing this ladder and 
uh, us as a company, we love to celebrate those levels uh, for our customers, our Kajabi heroes. And so we'll send them swag when they get to different levels. And I think we owe you a bunch of swag, by the way, Brennan. You owe me. You, yeah, yeah. We're gonna have to we're gonna have to send you a bunch of stuff. But uh, you know, you know, we we send out just fun things to celebrate them, and they post pictures in our in our Facebook group, and 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 the community celebrates them. And and I think that's a little kick in the pants to keep going as well. Yeah. Let me pause people right now who are listening passively because there's a, here's what I learned. There are great learners and there are people who don't know how to learn. There are people who hear ideas and in one ear out the other goes over your head. And there are people like me who I hear ideas and I write them down because they're strategies. Kenny just gave you a strategy. Are you rewarding and recognizing your most successful customers? Are you doing that? Are you physicalizing that? Are you putting that out in the social sphere so they can celebrate that? If you're not celebrating your best customers in some way, whether with new value or cheering them on, or he has designations where I think they get stars and badges and, and discounts and swag, um, it, that's a strategy. And so I want to teach you all, if I can give a gift and influence or something, it's learning how to listen and extract the tactics and ask yourself, is that tactic in my business? So I hear him say, we celebrate our most successful people by these things. And I immediately, my brain doesn't go, oh, that's interesting. I go, tactic, am I doing that? No, oh, deploy. And that's why I got to level I am. I hear the idea and I question my performance and I like deploy. And I, I really want you guys to hear that. It's so powerful, dude. I, lo I love this. Um, and it's, it's, it's huge. It's, it's a huge strategy too, for building a software business, right? Like in any business, I would say is, is putting the customer first. I see so many people out there in so many different industries, um, really just celebrating themselves and they go out and their marketing is all about how great they are and how much success they're able to, to achieve people and things like that. But I just want to talk about the customers and what they're doing. Um, and you know, my favorite stat of a company isn't, isn't how much money we're making or how big our team's getting or whatever. It's, it's how much money our customers are making. Um, you know, it took us, it took us nine years to, to reach the billion dollar threshold that that's collectively our, our customers have made selling their knowledge over Kajabi. And now, uh, COVID has helped accelerate, accelerate it, but now we're on pace to do a billion every year, uh, our customers. And so wow. it, that just shows the, the, the sheer amounts of success and us as a company, I just want to shout that from the rooftops. I don't really care if the world knows how great we are. I don't, I, I think it's our customers that are great. Yeah, totally true. I, um, guys, I had this recent, um, I, I had a recent success that uh, was so far beyond my Montana imaginations. Um, and it was a financial success that, um, you know, it was just a, a, a mark. You all have like numbers you'd love to hit one day. This was like a number I'd love to hit one day times, you know, 10,000 probably. <laughs> and, and we hit it. And uh, in Kajabi, there's a dashboard where you can see, you know, how much you're earning or whatever. And I, I just noticed that day, I was literally uh, about to talk with Kenny and I happened to log in and I took a screenshot and I sent it to him and the team. And I celebrated because I was like, oh, because when I, and this, I want you all to listen to this. When you earn money in this industry, those dollars are people's lives that you touched. Yeah. That's why I love this job. And we're like, why do you love this job? I said, I get paid to share what I'm learning in life. I love learning and I get paid to share what I'm learning. That's unbelievable to me. Two, when I do make money, it means somebody's life was changed or 
impacted. They got some content or information that can shift their life a little bit. I'm proud of those two things. So anyway, I got, I sent it to Kenny and team. I said, I can't believe it. Never in my life. I imagined I get to do this and, and that, you know, this has changed people's lives. And, and, uh, I, I just, he, he really genuinely means it. he really, he celebrates that with me, even though I'm probably the biggest pain the ass customer he's ever had. <laughs> <laughs> not, not by a long shot, dude. You, you've helped, you've helped our business in so many ways, uh, throughout the years. And, and the early days, especially you were the one that, that really pulled us along, right? Like, like I, I read an article, actually, uh, some people at Shopify said in the early days at Shopify, there was big outlier customers that, that really they celebrated because it helped them, you know, know that, hey, if I'm writing features for somebody at this level of success, it's going to help everybody else that's, that's several steps behind. And, and you've been that to us. Uh, you know, um, I wouldn't call it pain in the ass. I would call it very valuable. Because, you know, you know, for every customer that one of our customers, you know, signs up, you're signing up a thousand. Right. And so it's just the, the sheer scale of, of your reach and everything has been phenomenal. Thanks, buddy. Well, I, I feel like we did yeah. a lot of that together. Like, uh, yeah. uh, so you all know, and this, this, here's another strategy. Y'all. This might help you real quick. Just part of me and Kenny's story. Um, but it will help you again. Listen for tactics, guys. Um, I had the I, I was at a networking event. I, I met somebody who had a big name and a big platform and, and she was going to launch a book. And I said to her, I'm like, Oh, um, I've studied a lot about marketing. I, I can help you launch that book. I, I have an idea for it. And so I told her I was going to build like uh, a page where people could register to watch her teach it live with this other woman who's also influential. And so I said, well, you know, we'll just build you a page and you can drive your, your people to this. So basically we built a marketing campaign for somebody who was already well-known. And the thing is, I didn't really know how to do it. Um, I knew the idea. So Kenny and I, I, I remember exactly where I was working on this exact campaign. I was at this little desk and um, we were coding. And I only know like like poor man's version of HTML, like real bad. Like I, I didn't even know CSS at the time. Like, I, I didn't know any, I don't even know what that meant at the time. And so Kenny and I are like flopping this uh, page back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And it became like a template for Kajabi. You know? it, it did. It did. I'm sure it's still in there somewhere, but those, those were the days for sure. And, and you, you need to give yourself more credit. I mean, the reach you have and then to know how much you do on your own, uh, banging away at the keyboard. is just, it's just awesome. It's funny. People are asking um, everyone watching this. Here's what I want you to know. This whole campaign, everything you've seen on influencer summit, I did it. If you saw an image in an email, I made the image in Keynote. In Keynote. If you read if you read an email, I wrote the email. If you got a text, I wrote the text. If you're you're here right now, today I made the Zoom talk to the Facebook thing. Like you can learn to do these things. I didn't know how to build a page. I learned to build pages by building pages. I learned to do email campaigns by writing that. Like, I feel like today, I don't know if you look at this, Kenny, I feel like people, to your point of grit, they know they can do, they, they know the strategy, but they won't do the hard, like, week or two work to figure it out and try it and do it. And I think yeah. that's a difference maker. People are asking, oh, by the way, the woman who we were talking about, uh, who, who we built that page for, that was Ariana Huffington. And so we launched one of Ariana Huffington's early books. And uh, so people were like guessing who it was. And I wasn't going to say it, but <laughs> guessed the wrong person. So it was, it was Ariana. Um, so 
Kenny, I would love to talk to you about this idea of building a software company because we actually have a lot of entrepreneurs here who want to build an app, want to build a, a desktop software, some tool that gives their people more ability to do stuff. Um, how should they even think through that? Because that, that does require like technical um, know-how, whether you know how to do it or you outsource it or hire for it. But like, why, why would a knowledge entrepreneur want to build a software company? Well, I think I see everybody wanting to get into software, you know, and, and, and it's, it's nice in theory when you think about it. I, I build something once and lots of people are going to pay me over and over for it. And so the business model aspect is great. So I, I don't question why anybody would want to get into it. And I guess I would just say, um, you know, really focus on the quality of it and, and the stability of it and, and, and think through the user experience. I've seen a lot of software that's, that's not at the forefront and I see it just creating frustration with people. And, um, you know, and so us in particular, you know, we were product first the entire time. Uh, I was not a marketer. I'm still not a marketer. And, and so I, w- I would say, don't let the shininess and, and the awesomeness of the business model, um, have you create something that's subpar? I think I think the world, um, especially in this tech age, really expects a lot from software. That if you've got an an iPhone app or something, I mean, it needs to work and not be buggy. And and the same thing is true for for a desktop um, app or a website or anything like that. And so it's it's you know if you don't have the skills yourself, I mean, I started off coding Kajabi. I'm not coding Kajabi anymore. I hired a lot of smart people, and I'm not equipped to touch any code now that they wouldn't let me if I wanted to. But, um, but it's, even if you're not equipped to write those first lines of code, it's just, it's find somebody who is, you know, and, and work very closely with them on that, whether it's a technical co-founder or whether it's uh, an outsourced shop that you really trust and you can really be involved in every step of the journey. Yeah. I love that. Um, everyone here, I kind of teased that I'm, I'm building a software right now. Um, this is specifically for my high performance clients who, you know, they, they've got a lot of my tools or a lot of my know-how, but they want to operationalize it in their day. And meaning like people have the high performance planner and they're like, I want a digital version of that. Or they have, you know, um, you know, somebody, they read high performance habits and they want to track their habits in different ways or, or those like, so we start asking, well, how do we do that? And I don't know how to do any of that, but this is what's really important for people to hear. Your job, if you have a dream and you don't know how to do it, you have two choices. Figure out how to do it and get dangerous enough in a six-month period of time, like really focus, read the books, do the study, do the trial and error and testing. Or if you don't feel like you can get dangerous, and I'm meaning good, at least enough to get in the game in six months, your job is to hire, outsource, find a co-founder, like you don't slow your dream down because you don't know how to do stuff. Let me say that again. Don't slow your dream down because you don't know how to do stuff. I don't know how to do so many things. So I hire, I outsource. And some people say, well, I don't, you know, Brendan, you're, you, you and Kenny have money to go hire people. Uh, at the beginning, we were either figuring it out. We found other people co-founding who wanted to do it, or we had interns or for me, like I found people who would just were into the mission and would help me for free. And so don't slow your dream down because you don't know how to do it. That means you're not being a good steward of your dream. 
Kajabi does probably a hundred things today that Kenny has no idea how it does it. <laughs> more, yeah, more than that. And, it, and it's just getting started and it's just pushing through those obstacles. It's funny. I was talking to my son. Um, my oldest is 17 years old. He's applying to colleges and he's trying to figure out what he wants to do in his life. He knows what he wants to do. He wants what I have. He wants to be an entrepreneur. But he was asking me in the car the other day, um, you know, who taught you about business and who, you know, who taught you all of the, the how to do the moving parts of a business? I'm like, I guess I just learned it along the way. I mean, at the beginning, I was doing the accounting myself and, and you know, the coding and, and, and all of that. And it's just, you know, like Brendan said, you either figure out how to do it and you limp by doing that or you, you hire the people uh, or outsource to the people that can do it. You're in a unique position um, that a lot of people want to get to, which is where now you, 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 you've succeeded as an entrepreneur enough that people want to invest in you. And we get this question all the time. It's like, well, Brenda, I'm, I've got this idea or I've done a business good so far. Should I take on investors? Should I try to get an angel investor? Um, should I, you know, give equity away? When should I, if I found a company, should I partner with somebody? And you've, you, you've had partners, you've had investors. Um, maybe you can talk us through like that decision making. Like a lot of people right now, they're like, maybe I should have a partner who's like the COO or the technology person, and I'm the talent, I'm the presenter, I'm the yeah. marketer. Uh, how, how do you think through partners and then we'll get to investors? Yeah, absolutely. I think I think the partner thing is is extremely valuable if you're thinking about it that way. Like how who can bring accretive value to my business and, and don't be so egotistical that you know or greedy that, that I need the whole pie myself. You know, if there's a partner out there that has qualities that you don't have and is going to be in the trenches with you pulling you along and uh, you know the both of you together is is better than just you by yourself, then then don't be afraid to partner at all. Um, and you know, don't do it for the wrong reasons though. Uh, you know, don't, don't be with somebody that's going to slow you down or, or, uh, you know, that's not really bringing something to the table that you're not, not you know, somebody that's a direct clone of you, then, then I would just say, okay, you're going to be stepping all over each other. So there, there's that. And I, I look at the, the partnership aspect, uh, very similarly to the investor aspect as well. Don't, don't bring on money or capital just because you think that's something you should do. I see a lot of people, you know, with a software idea and they're like, okay, we need to go raise a round. And it's like, well, why do you need to raise a round? Make software that's valuable to people. They're going to want to pay you for it. Why do you need somebody else's money? Why can't you just bootstrap it? And, and so um, don't bring on money too early, but um, do do it, you know, if, if you want the partner. Uh, Brendan mentioned, you know, you invested um, years ago and it, it's not like I was looking for money. It's not that I needed a check or anything. It's like I wanted you uh, on board, skin in the game as a partner. Um, and, and help grow this thing. And so, um, you know, that's how I look at investment too. Sure, there's some businesses out there that you do need some upfront capital and you can't self-fund. Completely understand that. But software is a little bit different. It's like in most cases, why can't you just bootstrap it? Yeah, I think not even just software is that way. I think entrepreneurism, like any, everyone watching this right now, I know how easy, please listen, guys. I know how easy it is to say, I don't have enough money, so I can't start the dream. I, I started in debt in this industry. I think everybody I know who's been on so far started in some kind of debt in the industry. So don't think like no one who came on yesterday or today had a big pile of money and then started putting themselves out there. Not one single person. What instead is they're like, oh, I'm going to get in the mix. I'm going to start going and figuring this out. And 
my here's my what I've learned in partnerships and investors uh, on the partnership side. Everybody, I think it's important that you try to do what you're doing, and first before you take on a partner, like hire them, like hire them or do a rev share without giving equity. What I mean by that is you say, okay, I don't know how to do this. You're going to be a great partner. Let's do it together this year. And we'll create a little contract here where, you know, we'll share the profits of this business, but it's my business. So you start the business, you own the business and you say this year, maybe we'll, we'll do some share of revenue or share of profits together or just pay them. I pay them by the hour, pay them by the year, pay them by the retainer. I like to pay by retainer, meaning I'm going to give you this much every single month. But and at any given time, we can end the relationship if it's not right. And I just say, prove yourself. Let, let's work together for a year or two and let's just see the value. And to Kenny's point, is the value you're driving different than mine? Is the value you're driving helping us scale and grow specifically? And after that amount of time, if it's, if it's not happening, the good news is you didn't give them a huge chunk of your company. You, you got to see what they were doing and the real results. I think that's important for entrepreneurs to know. And then on the investor side, just don't slow down if no one's giving you a big pile of money. To Kenny's point, just go build something. Go put it out there. Yeah. I, I, I've never, I'm, I'm 13, 14 years in, I've never taken on any investors in the company, though we certainly could have pretty much, you know, the last decade, I guess we probably could have done it at any given time. Um, I just decided I was going to bootstrap and run it and do it and run it as a good cash flow business that does good. And, you know, now we're seeing tens and tens of tens of millions of dollars, y'all. And that happens not because um, somebody gave me a pile of cash. It was, how do I make this business good? How do I make sure we're running profitable? Let me pay attention to, you know, how many people we were bringing in. Um, and I bet Kenny would say this too. The number one reason most people don't scale a business isn't because of investors. It's because they didn't create a pipeline. They didn't create uh, an email sequence or a funnel in which people come in, you keep in conversation with them, then you make an offer and you give them a deadline. That's still the yep. secret to my entire business. <laughs> Yours too, right? Yeah. No, exactly. And, and I think I think taking investment too early is going to make you lazy, right? Because you're going to have this runway. You're not going to have to be as hungry to where's the money coming from. And, and you know, the money's going to come when you're providing value to the world. And, you know, if you delay that with some long runway, you're not actually going to know. Do you have product market fit or is your mess? Do you have message market fit? You know, are, are people actually finding this valuable enough to vote with their dollars and to pay you? You know, we, the unfortunate, I, the news came out yesterday that that Quibi is, is going out, right? And they, what, they raised over a billion dollars or something. And like, Imagine. they didn't have product market fit, right? And, yeah. and it's like investment dollars will, will cloud your judgment. I love that, man. And, and I know friends who created content for Quibi. Um, if you guys don't know what Quibi is, it was, uh, <laughs> there's a lot of you who don't actually, it turns out. Uh, Quibi was this short form video platform that was to be on your phone, short little videos, you know, 10 minute episodes or less. They raised over a billion dollars for the idea. A billion dollars for the idea. The idea had never been tested. It was a theory and two famous people were involved, um, one of whom I know, and it was like a great idea. They raised so much money and they went out and bought so much content 
And they did all these deals with this idea, never tested it. And now it's closing down a billion dollars. They could. So here's what's important. People can't get things right with a billion dollars. So to me, that's not scary. That's hopeful because there's guys like me and Kenny and everyone you've heard from today and yesterday who came in and just said, let me test it. Let me, let me start. Marketing is testing. Let's test it. Let's have proof of concept. Let's get it going. And then once you get it going here, listen, everyone, once you get something going, you reinvest what is what you're earning back into making the thing even better or, and, or bringing more people into it. Now that's your goal. Make it work. Celebrate the customers, get the customers to bring in more people. Cause that's what Kenny did with me. He's like, Hey, keep bringing me people. This is great. <laughs> so get your customers to bring you more people, celebrate the customers who are bringing you more people. And then the profits, what you're receiving, you're not just going like Kenny and I aren't, you know, Hey, look at our fancy cars, houses, jets, and you know, lifestyle. I, I don't, that's not us. We've never, yeah. it's never been us. We take our, our revenues, we live the lifestyle that we want in terms of our, our profitability. But then what we do is we, we reinvest it, make the product better, make your company better, make your team better, like spend money to deliver more value to your customers. And then you will grow faster. And, and listen to your customers, right? I, I think, you know, I don't know too much about the Quibi store, but I, if they had done a couple surveys ahead of time, finding out if, if people liked the idea or wanted it, you know, I think they would have done something differently. Right. And, and so it's like, we just start small and, and ask, ask your prospects, what, what do you want to learn from me? What do you, what do you want to see? You know, and, and they're going to tell you it's, it's a gold mine, right? We've, we've got a Facebook group of just these loyal prospects and customers and, and we could just pop into the group anytime and ask them a question and we get just hundreds of responses that can help us and in, be informed, you know, into what to do next. I love that so much. Um, I want to jump to, I'm, I've been with every speaker, I'm, I'm finding a unique thing that they do that's a marketing strategy or something that I think is super valuable and tactical to people to understand. Um, and one of them with you is this, this concept of a free trial. And I get asked a lot this because we run free trials. And so can you tell us about like what a free trial looks like in your business and how it kind of operates and, and what, what makes one stick or not? Because everyone who's, as you guys are taking notes, like sometimes just offering your stuff for free and letting people test it out for a certain amount of time yeah. is unbelievable as a business strategy because you get so many more people coming in who will test it out. But so what have you learned about it? Why do you guys do it? And, and what, what can we share to this group about it? Absolutely. I, I think I'm all about providing actual intrinsic value to customers. And so I don't want to hide that value from them. And so I want them to be able to kick the tires and try it out with, with not a lot of risk, but at the same time, I don't want to give them unlimited time uh, to play with it because there's, there's, there's the magic, um, you know, element of psychology or, or, you know, that hunger that needs to kick in to kick themselves in the pants to, to actually keep going. So that's why we don't offer a freemium version or just a, a free forever version, you know, that's limited. A lot of software companies do that. I'm, I'm very against that idea because I want people to see how great it is to be able to use the, the full feature set of it and then have to make that decision. Okay. Am I, am I in this or am I not in this? 
And so that's why I do a trial. We do a, just a 14-day trial here. Uh, some people are getting a 28-day trial, but but I think that's enough time to to really you know go put it through the paces, try it out, make sure it does what what it was promised that it was going to do, and then after that, um, you know you got to make that decision. And so I think I think that concept will work well for for any type of business. It's like if you're if you're that sure of what you're offering to the world, uh, let people try it. No, no problem, but then make them decide, okay, am I in or am I out? Love that. What have you learned about the, the so you said that like a 14 day trial. Yep. What have you learned about how to get people to stay? You know, it's like, so, okay. They, okay. I know generically we can say, well, they got to love the product, but yeah. is there communication you're doing? Is there like, yep. what do you think makes them stick? Yeah, I think, you know, we, we call that the, the activation rate, like what percentage of people that try it for free are actually going to activate and, and continue paying. And, and so I think, I think that's giving them a full taste, not just of the product, but of, of our mission of the company being that we're in this to make you successful. So, so the product and our communications exude that, right? So they'll get emails from us, um, encouraging them on their step or, you know, um, telling them about some other area of the product they might want to try out. And once they do that, you know, getting congratulated. Okay, cool. You created your first product or your funnel or whatever it might be. Um, and so celebrating those wins early, like I said earlier in the call, uh, you know, once, once people make money, that thousand dollars, they're never going to go away, but there's also uh, data around, you know, when people do just different acts inside the, the platform is, are they going to, you know, be able to activate that much quicker uh, or, you know, much more of a sure thing to activate. And, and so it's like, we want them to to be invested and in, in psychologically by by using the different areas and and they can kind of envision themselves as oh, okay I can do this and then also hearing stories of other people that have done it already that social proof is a real uh, you know value for them activating because they feel that uh, you know they're not alone and that there are other people that have found success and so it kind of kicks their grit into high gear. Um, this this can that. be a lonely business for people, right? Uh, it's like people feel that. They're just in their house, in their silo, and you know it's them against the world, and they're just slogging away. And maybe even their family and friends don't understand it, what it is that they're doing or they're trying to do. And so, us as a company, communicating to them, "Hey, you're not alone. Hey, we're going to put you in this community with tens of thousands of people in it that are going to cheer you on." Uh, I think that all of that contributes to uh, them activating and them staying and being successful. I love that. I hope you're all taking notes because if you're not, you're crazy. Um, <laughs> you you got to write this stuff down. Are you putting people, your customers, or the ones who sign up for a trial or in, are you putting them in a community to say you're not alone, whether that community is 10 people in a Zoom or 100 people in a Facebook page? Are you putting them in a community and showing social proof of people doing things? Are you sharing screenshots of, or, or creating videos that show people how to use the product and show people being able to envision the end of that product. Like in, in software, in, in, in all of Silicon Valley for that, we, we call it explainer videos. You know, do you have videos explaining how to use your stuff and what it looks like when they activate with you, when they, when they're, when they uh, followed your advice or used your product or finished with your service? Is there a video of people saying, I loved it, or here's how I used it or what I learned from it? All of that is creating the ecosystem of what your marketing is, right? Your marketing is always touching on what's the community doing? What are our prospects doing? 
How are we explaining this? What's the value we're driving them? And are we visually sharing all that, showing the stories of that, making it visual so people can see it and it's tangible and real? That's like, this is worth like hundreds of thousands of dollars of marketing advice for you. A consultant would come in and tell you all these things. So you're getting it free in Influencer Summit. So please share this post. Use hashtag Influencer Summit. Take a picture of Kenny because he's so beautiful with his spiky hair and that fancy background. <laughs> like you got to put Kenny out there on the internet. Use hashtag Influencer Summit so he can see it and we can see it because this is unbelievably powerful stuff. So don't listen passively. Make a list of, oh, these guys and gals are giving us a roadmap. And this roadmap has been shown to literally lead from starting from nothing to hundreds of millions of dollars. You're getting that free today in Influencer Summit, so appreciate it by sharing it using hashtag Influencer Summit. Because Kajabi, this, I mean, Kenny, this is just crushing me right now. This is so good. Um, what, what about making people stay for the long term? You know? How, how do you keep a customer? For a lot of people, we have coaches here who struggle to keep a, a customer over a month, let alone a yep. year. Like if, if you're going to think of, if you had to sit down and say, hey, here's how to keep a customer for a year, guys. What are some you know, four or five ideas they should think about to keep people for a long time? I think my number one, and, and I've been on this kick lately with, with the team. I mean, our team is growing so big. And so new, new people are coming from lots of well-known you know, other software companies and things like that. And, and what I'm telling them about how we operate is there's this element of momentum that I think a lot of people can miss in their business. And that's you know when, when you're showing your customer that you're showing up every single day for them, you're doing something new. And in our business, it's, we're releasing a new feature or we're listening to you and we're, we're coming out with a new improvement or a bug fix or, or something like that. That momentum can keep people going for the long run because A, they don't want to miss out. They don't, well, if, if I'm not there, I'm going to miss out on this train because they're, they're doing something. So uh, with any kind of business, though, I think it's like, don't just sell a product and then hope they stick and you don't do anything else. You know, I don't want Kajabi just to be a software business. I want it to be like, hey, we're in your corner helping you achieve success. And I think if, if you have if, if you have that relationship established with your customer, I think they're going to stay for the long run because they feel that you're in their corner and, and you're going to always be there. And even if, like in our case, if the product's not perfect and doesn't have every feature that somebody possibly wants right now, it's like, well... They're on the same path I'm on and, and you know, I'm going to grow with Kajabi, right? I mean, how many times throughout the years, Brennan, have you said, hey, why don't you have this feature or why, why does your feature do this and not this? And my business really needs X, Y, or Z. And I think you've known, well, well you know, they're going to get there eventually. And maybe, you know, maybe uh, prodding Kenny a little bit and bribing Kenny can, can help it get faster. But, but, but I mean, that's really what it is to, over the long run. It's a relationship. It's not just a sale. I love it. That's so true. Y'all should write that down. You got to tell your customers you're in their corner. You're with them on their journey. You're coming out with new things that's going to help them. You're improving things that's going to help them. Like, and, and by the way, that's not like something you do once a year. That, that's in, you're in conversation with them on social media. You're in conversation in the communities. You're listening to what they're saying. And, and when they're offering ideas, like, thank you for those ideas. I'll try to incorporate those next time. Oh, you know what? That's a great idea. I didn't have that. We'll put that on the development roadmap. Or, or even for me, for those of you who are like, I don't know, he's talking about software. How does this apply to me? Guys, I get so much feedback from our podcast and from my YouTube channel and from Facebook. 
that if you look at my YouTube shows, you know, which on average we get, you know, I'd say 100, 150,000 per show for, you know, years. Um, most of those new ideas, then those shows are coming from my customers. They're offering, hey, could you talk about, you know, stress, Brendan? Could you talk about this? And I go, yeah. So my audience knows I'm in development with them. That I'm creating, like, does your audience know you're creating for them? Or you're creating because it's just cool and you like it? Do they see you evolving with them? Or are you just the same as you were three years ago? Or four months ago? Do they feel like you're really on their side and in their corner or are you just selling at them, selling at them, selling at them, selling at them, selling at them. Like part of the reason I do things like this influencer summit free for the world with the caliber people we're bringing on is so, you know, I'm on your, I'm on your team. I'm going to bring you the best. I'm going to bust my butt and put this laptop on this cardboard box and do the work with you I'm still doing the work. I'm still smashing every button. I'm still sending it out to you. I'm still doing it. I don't need to. I could just hire a whole team to do everything, you know, that I do, but I like it. I geek out about it. Kenny and I are both dorks. We love to geek out about the little things about our businesses, but our audiences and our customers love that we do that with them, you know? All right, Kenny, I've been asking everybody this question towards the end here of like, if you could talk to somebody who's starting uh, you know, really just getting into the industry, what would you recommend that they kind of focus on in their first six months or year? Yeah. Try to think of something that I haven't already said. Obviously there's the grit piece. It's just the, the, you can do it and others are doing it. Um, you know, so don't, don't let excuses get in your way and don't think, um, don't think that complexity has to be part of the equation uh, to getting a business going. Um, and so it's like you can start simple and you can start with with everything that you already have. And you can you can just really formulate that into uh, the beginnings of a business. Um, and then also just, you know, I, I heard Nick say earlier, you know, read. I think that's always important. Always be filling your head with, you know, the stories and, you know, uh, the experiences of others that have gone before you. I think it would be naive to think that you're the first person ever to, to forge this path. Somebody else has done it. So, so obviously reading. Um, but I, I guess I got to go with just, it would just, just starting, uh, even though it's uncomfortable, um, you know, and just, just making that decision in your life that no, this is something I'm going to do and I'm going to find a way to make it work. Um, if you ask me, you know, it's, it's funny now as a, this size software company, I think people just assume, oh, you've got this five-year plan and you, you, you know, you know, like five moves ahead, you know, in like a chess game or something like that. It's like, no, like we operate here under six week cycles. Right. And so we know, we know exactly what we're doing for the next six weeks. And then after that, yeah, I have a general idea of where we're going to go uh, in terms of the business, but really I want to see how, how do those six weeks go? And then what are we going to do for the next six weeks after that? We'll make those decisions as we go along. And so I think don't think that at the beginning that you need to know what comes after this video, you know, or, or this course, just, just start and then you'll figure it out. That's so true. Everyone's like, what, what happens next week after influencer summit? I'm like, I'll keep putting my message out there and we'll keep, you know, yeah. it's, it's like, I'm always on this path. It's not like you're, you're stepping off the path to do 50 other things. You're just always, just guys always move yeah. the ball forward. 
you're yeah. you're worried about where the ultimate end zone is going to be. I'm like, wake up and move the ball forward. Wake exactly. up and move yeah. the ball forward. That's what we do. I mean, Kenny's done it in software. I've done it with my customers. We're just getting up. You heard Nick say it. he's like he's waking up and going. More people need tapping today. I'm going to move the ball forward to that. And then uh, Kenny, last question, and this related, I know, but it's like it's a different question. It's the the advice you give to people who are ready to scale. So there are already six and seven figure earners watching, tons of them, and they're like, okay, what? And you've just gone through this at like epic proportion yeah. in the last couple yeah. of years. So like, what what? What advice would you have for someone who's really about to hit that scale train? It's it's funny because my answer is very similar to the beginner, but I for a different reason, right? Like I see people at that scale point, and we we made some mistakes in this area. We were ready to scale, so I I saw people, and myself included, in the company, kind of switch mindsets and think, oh, now we need to act like all the other big companies, uh, you know, that we we follow or we admire. And so I saw the culture changing on a dime and everybody buttoned up and all of a sudden, you know, we're, we're used to be just, you know, some guys and gals in a room, you know, busting out cool software. I see these polished spreadsheets and polished keynote decks internally and just all this stuff. And, and it was like, we were all of a sudden thinking that we had to act a certain way in order to scale. And, and so lately the past couple of weeks, this is very timely that you're saying this. I'm, I'm trying to dial it all back and say, no, like to scale, just, just stick to the principles that you started with. Stick to your love of the customer. Stick to listening to them. Um, stick to that being number one. You know, it's not like behind closed doors when I turn off the Zoom up on my board, it says that make a lot of money or anything like that. That, that stuff, <laughs> that stuff will come. But it's like stick to the original principle, right? Like if it worked on a small scale, it's going to work on a larger scale. Obviously, some tactics change, and the, the way you communicate uh, might change, and and you know your your advertising might change, and things like that. But but at the, at the end of the at the end of the day, it's like what got your company off the ground um, worked, right? And so it's like how, how do you how do you magnify that without changing who you are? Fire! Stick to the principles and love that customer. Give Kenny Reader a big round of applause from Kajabi, ladies and gentlemen. That was Thanks a for fire session, dude. So good, so man. Oh, no, this thank, this summit is awesome. Uh, you, you packed it with, with fire. So thank you. Thank you for having me. Thanks, man. This has been a, a great joy just being on this journey with you uh, as, as a friend, as a brother, as a, as a fellow HTML table builder. and <laughs> fellow, fellow nerd. Fellow nerd. And congratulations on everything at Kajabi, man. Uh, if anyone in the industry deserves it, you do. I'm so proud of you guys and the whole team. So hi, say hi to everyone for me, Jake Ron, to the whole rest of the crew your family thanks and i miss thanks you so, so much, much. All right. yeah we'll do we'll do give thanks, a big guys. round of applause down below guys that was unbelievable <laughs> <laughs>